You're listening to Real Estate Investing Talks, a Simply Do It podcast. Your journey to success in real estate investment starts right here, right now. Here's Danny Bate Orr. Okay. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on, your, on where you are. My name is uh, Danny Bate Orr. This is an open to the public uh, session, so we are uh, we have uh, usually people who speak in multiple languages. I see a lot of people who speak actually Hebrew, so that's nice. Um, but we're going to hold this session in English because it's open to the public. My name is Danny Bitor. I am based in Southern California, and uh, we're going to talk about obviously real estate investing, no doubt about that. <clears throat> um, we do this session every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, the purpose for this session is primarily to have your questions come in uh, before or during. So feel free to uh, drop in uh, questions as I speak. It is you know recorded. Uh, we're recording this session and it's a Facebook live session. So if you are watching this on a recording, not live, later on, feel free to add your uh, comments or questions later, and we'll try to address them as well. And we've been doing it for. For about two months, maybe three months by now, and it's uh, probably three months. And uh, I discovered like when I go out and actually meet people in person and not just virtually, a lot of people tell me, oh, I watched you online, I saw you online, um, I see your sessions. Uh, we had, uh, um, I was speaking in uh, Sunnyvale, uh, California, early, you know, uh, two nights ago, and someone came in the room and said, I've been watching all your uh Facebook lives and listening to your podcast, so that's always uh, always great. So thank you for that. <clears throat> the topic for today, and uh, feel free to drop in or post your questions, of course. But the topic for today, something that usually comes up uh, quite a lot when I talk to investors, is should you travel to see your investment? So remember, we are talking about investing remotely. Let's see what's happening with the okay. We are talking about uh, investing remotely. Most of the investors we work with live in one area and invest in a totally different region, um, to say the least. When I say region, I mean thousands of miles away from their house, um, sometimes many thousands of miles away from where they live. Um, And the topic of should I travel out there uh, comes up many, many times. And I want to give you an answer based on my experience and what I see, uh, uh, what people usually do, and it's actually not a clear-cut yes or no. So I think the the basic of this question is, should you travel? I think the answer would be yes, it's probably better. I still travel out there uh, to check on teams and properties and so on. And every time that I go, and I've been traveling to markets uh, for probably 14, maybe more than 14 years now, <clears throat> every, every so often, I'm actually heading to Nashville, Indianapolis, and Chicago in two weeks. Uh, one very packed week of traveling. Um, so I think the simple answer is yes. Uh, but then if you want to kind of dive into it, I think you should look at it in, in, in a few different ways. First of all, I have learned, and I always tell my investors that I work with, you know, when they ask me this question, I tell them, listen, if you can, go. I think it will be better for you. It will build your confidence. It will help you make sure you're doing the right thing. You may end up finding out that um, 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 
you may find out that this is not the right market for you. So even if you go there and decide not to invest there, that's maybe a good decision to do, to, you know, to, to have. You're not going to learn a real estate market in a one day travel or two or even a week. It's not going to happen. And sometimes people say, what the point? I'm not going to know the market anyway in, in, a, in a day or two. That's right. You're not. But when you go out there, a couple of things happen. One is you get to meet the people you are working with, the agent, the property manager, maybe some other relevant people. Thank you, Yuval, for your question. I will address it in a minute or two. Thank you. Um, um, so you, you'll get to know, to see the people. Second, you'll see possible houses or actual houses that you are um, considering buying or purchase. So it will definitely kind of give you a little bit more comfort, you know, comfort or confidence, what you're buying, where you're buying, if it fits your expectations. You should not go out there with a clear expectation. I want to see a neighborhood and measure it as if I would live in that area, right? That is not usually a good way to go about it. Um, many of the investors we work with have a, a little bit of a higher end lifestyle and are investing not in a bad areas, you know, at all, but not necessarily in an area they would want to live or houses they would want to live because they're maybe too too small or 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 uh, not fitting their, their own lifestyle. So don't go in and measure any investment by that. Just measure it based on your expectations or what you want to see over there. So going out there, spending the day, learning, you know, getting to know the market a little bit, getting to know the team is very important. Getting to know the areas, the neighborhoods really, really will help, you know, you know, boost your confidence. Plus it will always make you a better investor, at least from my experience still. And <clears throat> so, Basically, I think it's a good way to go about it and fly out, especially when you are a beginner. Okay, when you're a beginner and you bought a property and then you close on it months later, and then it takes another a few weeks to get it ready, and another you know month and a half until it gets rented. So remember, by the time you've made an offer and by the time it's actually getting a renter, there may be four months, maybe even five or maybe three have gone by, right? And if you didn't see the area and the market. Now that you're, the house is out there listed for three weeks now and there are no renters coming in or no, no, uh, you know, no, uh, it, it has not been leased just yet. It's just waiting for a lease and you're getting nervous. If you went out there and you saw the area, you'll be a little bit more relaxed. If you didn't go out there and it's, you know, not going, you know, well, or maybe taking a little bit longer to list the property, even just three weeks or four weeks, you're getting nervous. Not only that you're getting nervous, your friends are starting to bicker into you and say, oh, we told you, you see, you told you it's not going to happen. And you're starting to doubt yourself, right? So just to offset those confidence level, it's very good to go and, you know, and visit. You know what? May, if not on every property, maybe on the first one, okay? Maybe on the first one, okay? I, I think everyone, every property that you buy, but um, maybe on the first one. Now, let me tell you what really happens this is usually my answer when i get you know get to ask this question but i want to tell you what i usually see in real life so in real life in my world of real estate which is the simply do it network right which we operate in multiple markets multiple teams many investors 85 percent of our investors do not fly out there they are buying completely sight unseen now the reason they're you know no matter although they hear my answer but you should go out there they're buying sight unseen we know that if 85% of our clientele is buying sight and seen, we need to compensate in our world to try and mitigate that fact. So we ask or we demand or I demand more from the teams that we work with to step up their game on so many levels, 
reporting communication information to offset that lack of traveling, which actually means you know lack of confidence or not as much confidence level as if you buy there, you, you, you see the house with your own eyes. And that's how we try to make up for that aspect that we know most investors do not fly out because a lot of my investors I work with, they're very busy between jobs and you know, lifestyle and family. And they tell me, if this would wait until <coughs> I have to go out there, it's never going to happen. And I fully understand that. And we try to address that or cater to that and incorporate that. Now, every once in a while, I see investors that are starting the process of investing with us. And months go, go by before they make their first offer. If you are someone who's very concerned, very, you know, held back, you are probably the one person who must go out there. Because if you're seeing that you're not even making offers, I'm not talking about if you made multiple offers and, you know, nothing's, you know, stuck so far. That's fine. But if you're kind of sitting on the sideline, debating, 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 thinking, not thinking, you know, and not pulling the trigger or even submitting an offer something is holding you back, most likely it's fear. One very important way to overcome that fear is to go out there, okay? That will not close the gap of fear. It will not completely shut it down, but it will it will help minimize that gap. It will make you a little bit more confident about buying in that area with those people and will help you, uh, you know, make the next, you know, next uh, levels, uh, next step. So if you're kind of concerned about this, and you know held back you're probably the one person who wants to definitely consider going out there now what i also see is i told you 85 percent of our investors they buy sight and sin so that means 15 do go out there and here's what i usually see for those who do fly about half of those people they fly out there before so they go out to the market they meet with the team they spend a day before they even submitting an offer on a house they want to build they want more of a kind of um, uh, uh, build that confidence, Boker Tov Shai, good to see you, um, and build that confidence and then execute and make an offer, right? So they may not end up seeing the house they're buying, right? Or maybe they will, maybe they won't, but at least they kind of say, okay, we know the area a little bit better, we feel a little bit comfortable, okay, we can make offers on, now we can continue working, making sight unseen offers, or maybe we'll go there still. Okay, that's about half of them. The other half, um, what they do is those are have a little bit more flexible timeline. They make offer first. Once it gets accepted, they're trying to schedule their trip to go out there within a few days, right? To meet the inspector when the house is going through inspection. So those are the people who know they'll they'll pay a little bit more for the ticket you know, for the airfare, and they have the time flexibility to make a decision within a matter of day or two or three. And that means if we make an, made an offer yesterday, Thursday, got accepted today, Friday, and the inspection is on Tuesday or Wednesday, they're going to schedule a flight to come out there and be there Tuesday or Wednesday on a short notice. And that's how they go about it. I do have a small group of investors that are traveling anyway. Uh, so they are always kind of, when they're in the area, so to speak, you know, they may uh, stop by house or schedule their trip in a way that they can go and visit that area or that market, even if it's not exactly on their, on their journey, they'll, they'll make that uh, detour, uh, you know, flying detour or just, uh, you know, uh, even a, a car ride detour in order to accommodate that, that visit to the property. So if I want to recap this, my, uh, I think the way you should tackle this question, because it seems very obvious that you should, 
But the, the, way, the way you should tackle this is this. If you are lacking the confidence significantly and you're held back from execution, from making offers, you probably need to go out there. If you're not in that position, I think that working with you know, someone like ourselves that have all the, in the support and infrastructure involved will help you, you know, uh, overcome that you know, sight and scene type of a gap because we try to compensate for that because we know that's what happens, right? You can go out there before you even make any offers just to get a feel of the market and the area and the teams and then make a decision if you want to uh, wanna actually invest there. Or you can actually say, make, make an offer first and accommodate a trip over to your specific house that's under contract to meet the inspector and do the inspection while it's, you already have that house. So that's very productive, obviously. However, it's always on a short notice within three, four, maybe five days. You have to buy the ticket and go out there and not everybody can accommodate a trip like that. So that's my take on that type of a question, which seems, you know, very simple question when you think about it, but actually a little bit more detailed when you know how people behave and what you can do and everybody is a little bit different. Um, I, I'll just say every time I fly and I've been doing a flying out there to visit markets and teams for years, I always learn. It always gives me uh, um, focus on, on that area and not distracted with other things around. Um, there are things you're feeding visually that you cannot feed over a conversation. You know, you drive through, through, you drive through a new area of town and you see the, the infrastructure that is coming. You're seeing the new schools. All of those things that are changing around, you know, you can't really get to see them when you're not there. So that's, uh, uh, that's something that also helps with the fact that you're flying out there to see the market. With that said, I see that uh, we have a few questions already coming in. So let's start tackling them. If you have more questions, please post them. Um, question number one, what do you think about traveling to see a property that was bought as part of a partnership syndication? I think it, you know, it could have hurt. I mean, you, you see, even when you're doing as a syndication, when things do not go according to the plan, you are a little bit more informed and knowledgeable about this deal and understand what's going on if things don't go according to the plan, right? And that makes you nervous. So that means many times in real estate, things don't go according to the plan. Doesn't mean it's a catastrophe, but when you go out there and you see what's going on and you feed that confidence, you'll be a little bit more not stressed about, uh, about this deal. And even if things are going according to the plan, it's good, you know, uh, um, good practice anyway. By the way, I didn't mention it. When you're flying out, it's a fully deductible trip. So you can deduct it from your, from your uh, as an expense. So it's not something that uh, it's even going to cost you directly out of pocket. So it's a deductible trip, something to, to know. Next question, Yuval, you're awesome that you're asking all those questions. How do you know if a market is for you or not? Isn't it just a question of cash flow and appreciation? Um, there is no formula what's the right or wrong market. It's all about what is right and wrong for you. So, for example, I had a meeting earlier today with, a, with someone you know, who's uh, at his age point. He wants to shift more focus to cash flow because he has some life uh, goals that he wants to accomplish. That means we need to focus with him on building his portfolio or repositioning his portfolio to things that are more cash flow oriented versus someone, say, that, that doesn't really need the cash flow. Not that we don't want the cash flow, but the cash flow is not the focus, but the 
but the, uh, the you know, maybe the appreciation is a little bit disfocused. So see, it's more about your who you are as an investor. There's no doubt. I, I don't need to know you to to know that um, to know that uh, um, we all want to buy a nice house in a good area with a strong cash flow, right? With a strong cash flow um, below market value that will appreciate tremendously, right? That, that, that's a given. No, there's no doubt about that. But um, but uh, um, but that's very uh, not always achievable, right? So you need to know where you are. Excuse me, one second. You, sorry about that. You need to know where you are. Um, what you're looking for. Sorry, I have some distraction here. Um, need to know what you're standing, what you're looking for. You're more cash flow oriented. Are you something else oriented? All of those things in order to pick and choose the right market for you or the ter or the area, the sub-segment of the market that fits what you're looking for. So that's very, very important. There's no clear-cut um, um, answer. This is something of, uh, you know, compromises and decisions and, you know, budget and with a mortgage or without a mortgage. All of those things combined will help you dictate with which area or metro or sub-segment of a metro is better for you, okay? Hopefully that answers. I know it's a little bit vague, but hopefully that, uh, that uh, will give you a little bit of kind of direction. Um, okay, so you're asking, uh, you're asking uh, um, about, you're asking about when to go before closing, before inspection, after you buy the property. I think I covered that uh, after you ask it anyway. So if you feel that it's still not covered, let me know. I think we touched on that. Um, let's see, what's the next one? Good questions. If you visit somewhere and you decide it is not for you, wouldn't that be a waste of money of a, for a trip? By the way, in my opinion, it would not be a waste of money, right? Think about this this way. When you buy property and you do an inspection and it comes out from the inspection report, the house is really bad shape, right? And you're saying, oh, $450 wasted. Is it really wasted? Isn't it just saving you? You know, it's a blessing in disguise. That's my opinion. So I think that if you're going out there and saying, you know what, this is not for me, you actually made a good service to yourself and not wasted, you know, I don't see it as a waste, I see it as an investment, okay? And remember, it's deductible, so it's not even a, a full waste. So that's just my take on, on this. Um, cash flow and appreciation is something you know before the visit. You mentioned that you need to visit to see if it is still good for you. What does that mean in that sense? It means that, for me, it means that, um, do I really see any bad signs, you know, red flags in the marketplace when I'm there, right? Um, something that, that, that is of a concern to me for one reason or another, either within the metro or within the areas or within the people, right, that I'm working with. So for me, traveling out there is to, to feed my confidence. Now, I have been... I have been in, uh, um, several months ago, I can't remember, maybe a year ago, less than a year ago, I visited Indianapolis, right? And I met with quite a few people, right? Um, 
It does feel like a private lesson. I agree. But that's okay. You know, I like your questions. Good questions. So thank you for, for submitting them. And I went to Indianapolis and I met with multiple, you know, maybe three, three or four um, agents and two or three property management companies, right? I can't remember exactly. And I could tell very quickly, you know, like, see, some comes, you know, here's an agent. The way he presents himself is very lacking. He, uh, the, his car is a huge mess. I can't really, you know, with excuses. All right, that's not, a, you know, good enough for a reason. The way the information is flowing sounds like he's trying to tell me only the things I want to hear and not what really, and contra contradicts himself. Those things are sometimes hard to pick on, you know, with the body, body language over the phone or Skype, right? So that was a red flag. Same thing with the property management company. So you get a sense of the, those people. Some of the houses he took me to, I didn't really like those houses, right? I told him what I'm looking for and he took me to something a little bit different. And then his answers were very vague or not vague, but incomplete. And, and you're like, this is the person I want to work with? Absolutely not. I mean, he's given me on so many levels, um, bad vibe, bad answers, poor, poorly, you know, so there's a big gap between what my expectation, what this guy's delivering, right? So right there, it's something that I could probably pick on that. You know, from my experience, I would have picked on that very quickly by not going there. But but just going there makes it a little bit more um, detailed and intimate, and all those things are just you know more more amplified. So uh, by all means, I think that when you go out there. You don't have to go out there and say, okay, I'm going to find, I'm going to look for the red flags. Go, I'm going out there to see that the red flags are not there to make sure on the people level, on the market level, on the areas. Plus, I get to learn a little bit more about the area itself, you know, uh, uh, close, you know closely. I'm more focused. So uh, I think it's a good experience altogether. I, you know, I've never went on a trip and came back and said, oh, well, this was a waste of time. On the contrary, always I tell myself, you know, I wish I could go even more frequently and visit those areas, okay? Yuvali feels like uh, this is a private lesson. That's okay. Um, and I see that others are uh, do not have questions, so I'm glad you're putting them. Uh, let's just wait another minute or so um, and, and see if there are more questions. In the meantime, I'll just... I'm going to share with you my ebook, which is free. You can download it if you want and maybe have a little bit of a good read on real estate investing and in general. And I see some familiar names, so it's always a pleasure to see some familiar names. Oh, quite a few, even family. <laughs> That's nice. Hi, Tal. Hi, Miki. Good to see you guys. Excellent. Okay. So with that said, I see that there are no more questions coming in. I think I'm uh, meeting the, the timeline I've uh, you know, allowed myself. So uh, thank you, Yuval, for your questions. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time. Um, let us know if you want to kind of move forward with investing or have something a little bit more specific. We're here to exactly to help others to invest in residential rentals and flip in multiple areas around the country, um, out of state or, out of, uh, remote or remotely. Uh, with that said, I'm going to just wish everyone a terrific weekend and I hope to uh, hear and talk to you uh, soon. And or if not uh, before, then next session should be Friday, a week from today. Have a terrific weekend, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Congratulations, you're one step closer to success in real estate investment. You've been listening to Real Estate Investing Talks with Danny Bateor. To learn how Simply Do It can guide you through the real estate investment process and achieve nationwide success, visit us on the web at simplydoit.net. Thanks for listening.